the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. (laughs) The things that I see out there every single day make me snicker Uh, and maybe not in a good way. U.S. 10-year Treasury yield jumps to its highest level since 2011, hits 3.06%. We are in a transitioning market, it looks like to me. As long as the economic growth remains steady, the call for the Fed to keep rising rates will stay loud. And a lot of us haven't been in a 35 4% 10-year Treasury yield in a long time. And I love stocks. I love them a little bit less when the 10-year Treasury marches higher. Now, I'm not going to play a game of which stock would I leave behind, but I I do think you need to look at your portfolio on occasion and think, you know, which one would I want to get rid of in a falling market? Which one would I want to get rid of in a market that hits an all-time high? The markets have been breaking out to the upside recently, and then Home Depot blew it for everyone. It's spring, and yet in New York... The frozen spit and mucus is just starting to thaw on the streets. So we haven't really gotten that spring fever yet. Soft Home Depot sales, rising rates, um, all kind of sapping the market right now. But that's a good thing, not a bad thing, because we've been breaking out. And this might be your opportunity to get into the market. I like the stock market for the long-term patient investor. I don't like the stock market for people who are aggressive or passive. Um, passive to a flaw. Passive indexing is okay. Passive approaches to like, oh, I'll get to retirement when I get to retirement. It'll be okay. That's the passive that I'm talking about. Legal sports betting. That's a big story this week, right? Your Supreme Court earns every penny. They, 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 They go through the the appeals, they go through the legal records and the nine of them get together and say, let's take a look. So for the uh, Supreme Court, it's going to rule in favor of legalizing gambling and gambling participation by Americans as it's a, you know, states can do it if they want to do it. Now, this has a lot of ramifications, right? Anti-gambling organizations are critical. I look at the lottery when I see people buy the pick sixes or whatever, and I go, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh, shoot, he did it. And it's typically people who aren't rich, and that's their ticket to getting rich. While rich people in the last 10 years, their ticket to getting richer was buying more real estate and buying more stocks. They weren't buying lottery tickets. I guarantee you, if we look at the the list of lotto winners in the last 10 years, there's probably not a lot of billionaires 
or people who started off as multimillionaires on that list. So it's kind of sticky, right? Anti-gambling organizations are critical. They want to minimize harm that people do to themselves. So that puts us in that kind of nanny state mentality. The NBA, the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NCAA, obviously March Madness. They didn't want this ruling. They say a gambling expansion would hurt the integrity of their games. And you could start the clock on this one. How long until someone makes a mistake? A player for Major League Baseball or hockey or football or NBA and takes money to tank a game. Still could happen. Will it be a story or is that because we have Vegas? Mark Cuban, a billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks, said on CNBC he disagrees. He says, I think everyone who owns a top four professional sports team just basically saw the value of their team double. Oh, man, he hit it right on the head, right? Mark Cuban's, he's a smart one. Um, so you saw that, that Richardson guy from the Panthers had to sell the Carolina Panthers to a hedge fund guy and legalized gambling happens. That doesn't happen, but I think Cuban's right. I think every owner just doubled the value of their franchise because you know how much I care about the NBA in October, November, not a bit. I love it during May and June, but not a bit. Not a bit uh, at the start of the season, right? Now, if I have money on a game, I personally happen to think Portland Trailblazers are going to lose all 82 games next year. I'm going to go put a bet on that. I hate Portland. I hate the hippies from Portland. The hipsters, their beards, their beers, their mustaches, their tattoos. If I could start a hipster dungeon, I would. Okay, I'll I'll back off that one. But the Supreme Court's decision on Monday to uphold the legality of a 2014 New Jersey law permitting sports betting at casinos and racetracks in their state. So there's other states that are already lined up that that want in. They want into gambling. So um, you're going to see some construction of new buildings in that area. And typically, people don't construct new buildings unless they plan to make money. So the first sports betting operations to open outside Nevada could be in New Jersey at a racetrack. So already the biggest sports book in Nevada, uh, William Hill U.S., they invested in sports gambling in New Jersey six months ago because they saw this kind of ruling coming. So Vegas is smart about it. Nevada's being smart about it. There's a lot going on there. Elsewhere in the world of money investing in more, Dexcom has a diabetes device that can read your blood sugar without any blood. And it's a game changer if you have type 1 diabetes. If you keep looking around the United States, you'll see we're getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And... Because of that, it, it, it leads towards diabetes. And injecting insulin to regulate your blood sugar and check your levels using a glucometer, it's work. So there's a company called Dexcom, and um, 
it's pretty cool the way they're they're pulling it off. It's a huge improvement of their last version. It required you to push the needle under the skin yourself. It's most definitely the most painless thing to check your blood. So the it's called a G6. It comes with a new auto applicator that allows one button insertion. You don't feel a thing. You don't feel a thing. So <clears throat> it's smaller and more comfortable, and um, it's out there. I throw that out there because it, talking about Dexcom and talking about diabetes, it's not the sexiest thing in the world. It's not like talking about Google and Facebook and Zuckerberg lied to us. It's not as fun as talking about the president and tweeting out crazy things. So Dexcom, check it out. I think there's uh, creating a solution that makes things easier is something that a lot of people like. It's something that you can make a lot of money in. Reinventing the wheel is all we're doing. There's no new wheels. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Did you know Apple has the second largest fleet of self-driving cars in California? Bigger than Tesla, Waymo, or Uber? Interesting to note. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Kind of some crazy thoughts. Like you see the high price of real estate and you can't help but think to yourself out loud, will my kids ever be able to afford real estate in a city that they want to be in? Or will Tempe, Arizona be the city that they can afford? What jobs will come to Tempe? You get into arguments on if you have a kid today, will they ever even have a driver's license with self-driving cars? Or will you have to get a driver's license to supplement self-driving car technologies? I talked a little bit briefly as we were going to break that Apple has 55 self-driving cars that are licensed to be tested in the state of California. That's not very many, but it's the second largest fleet out there. Do you know who has the largest fleet of self-driving cars? I'll give you a second to think. Is it Tesla? Is it Waymo? Is it Uber? Is it Toyota? BMW? Mercedes? Who is it? Is it Lyft? No, it's GM, General Motors. Who would have figured that one out? It's like a bad episode of of Clue. General Motors did self-driving cars at UCLA. Uh, They're never good at the game Clue. Apple's fleet of self-driving cars continues to grow rapidly. And again, we've kind of stopped talking about the self-driving car from Apple. And yet, Americans will, will... Obviously, pay a premium for Apple products. Apple's 55 vehicle fleet, the second largest. Now, GM is at 104. Now, this tells us two things. A, Apple has been mum on self-driving cars for a while. But who knew GM could have not market share, but such a leading position. To have a permit to drive an autonomous vehicle, 
legally in California. Um, is it a sign of trouble? Is it a, is it a blessing at this point in time? Some people don't want self-driving cars ever. And we pay micro attention when a Tesla gets into a car accident and we wonder if the self-driving mode was on. Companies like Waymo and Uber had a lot more self-driving cars in California. Um, but they've moved that part of that fleet to Arizona and to Michigan where additional testing takes place. Uber left California in late 2016, taking its 16 vehicles with it. Apple's quickly growing fleet of cars suggested it's certainly taking self-driving seriously. Tim Cook has called it a core technology that we view as very important. But yet, it's still quite a mystery. That's a good thing and a bad thing, right? You don't want your competitors knowing everything, but you also want your own team members knowing what the heck is going on. So that story is out there today. I find that one an interesting one. Um, other stories of note, other ideas, other business angles, is the 10-year treasury has made a big move. And that's pulled the markets slightly lower. But we've been transitioning from a lower interest rate market to it's clearly moving higher. When you say it's the highest it's been since 2011, you know, that's we take out the quote from a couple months ago where it's the highest it's been since 2014. So the trend is moving. That's out there. You know, also what I, I'm starting to think, and this is what I'm getting a little, I'm not going to say nervous, but I'm seeing more signs to be nervous about. For instance, there's one happening today of what will happen in the stock market six to 10 months from now. Pennsylvania, Nebraska, Oregon, and Idaho are all holding primary elections today. And to get big tax cuts out there, Congress has to work together with the president on some level. Pennsylvania is the most compelling of the states that are having a primary today because of redistricting, redistricting and retirements have made it one of the key states in determining which party controls the House after November's midterm elections. The old House. Voters will also pick nominees for a swing House district in Nebraska um, and a Pennsylvania Senate seat. So – I'm not going to put too much into can the GOP hold on to their, their edge? Can the GOP find ways to work with Trump? Will the Democrats come out swinging against Pelosi, one of their own, who the Republicans use as a poster child for problems in the United States? Or will the Democrats come out and go after Trump? Or will they go out with a new platform altogether? We don't know what November 2018 is going to look like at this point in time. But we do know that there's an election. And we know after the last election when Trump got in office, the markets took off on the idea that a Republican Congress would work with a Republican president and get Republican business initiatives going. So elections are important. Again, I'm not going to throw so much weight into it that I bore you on politics because trust me, not something people want to talk about. There's a company out there called SoftBank that has 
Masayoshi Sans uh, is running it. Masayoshi San. So his name is Masayoshi. First name, last name, son. It's a $100 billion tech fund that they got going at SoftBank. And that's a lot of money. You look at Apple and they had the $250 billion plus in cash. And what would they do with that cash, right? Big questions. Would they buy back shares? Would they go out and buy Tesla? Would they go out and buy Netflix? So Masayoshi-san's $100 billion fund is something we're paying attention to because it kind of shaped technology. It's called a vision fund. It's impressive. Um, it's got a lot of people who have money wondering, you know, is this the most powerful investor in our world? And you may not know the guy, Masayoshi-san. He very much so wants to grow SoftBank subsequently into a global conglomerate from Japan. Stakes in hundreds of web firms through the last 20 plus years. Tech valuation soared. Mr. Sun's personal wealth overtook that of Mr. Gates. I'll talk a little bit more about SoftBank and what they're doing and why you should be paying attention to Masayoshi Sun. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. We don't get enough calls. I get it. Things change. I talk about that all the time when it comes to investing, that you have to be willing to say things change. Someone emailed me the other day and said, GE, should I be buying some of that? I'm like, nope. Um, Not me. I don't feel that they've turned things around. I don't think that they've improved their numbers. I don't think that they've said things look better. Is their dividend safe? No. They're losing a lot of money. They borrowed a lot of money. They lent a lot of money. There's some some leverage issues there that are problems, big problems. Now, do I think the stock reflects those? Yeah, it does. So you're getting somewhat of a company <clears throat> fairly cheap. Do I think they go bankrupt and out of business? No. But I, their stock to me, I have to admit, things have changed. And there's until they clean up their balance sheet – now, the stock will probably move before they clean up their balance sheet. Some insiders will know. Some hedge funds will see it in their financing. But it's all stuff that you and I don't have very good access to as far as data. Anything you want to talk about, what we can talk about? We were talking a little bit about um, a Japanese investor, Masayoshi Sun. It's a fun name to say, right? He's got what amounts to a lot of money, $100 billion to invest in companies. The Vision Fund, as it's called, has put close to $500 million into Improbable, which has raised only $52 million. Now, what's that all about? Virtual worlds, detailed, immersive, persistent. People can interact with robots. 
all these investments, you know, are they, are they looking for all these great business ideas? They're not all looking for venture capital. Some of them are looking to be invested into on a different platform other than let's raise money as fast as we can. Silicon Valley insiders are skeptical saying that by force feeding these young firms with more capital than they need, that this fund is going to further inflate a bubble in technology valuations. If you give good money to good people, that's great. And they've you know spent three to five years building a business and they got something to show for it. What a lot of tech insiders are saying, don't give good money to companies that only have six to 12 months of good ideas and no failures and no testing and you know, little to no branding. So SoftBank and Masayoshi-san want to get venture capital at an earlier level. Now, Saudi Arabia is out there in the world, too. They've got a public investment fund. They put the biggest chunk of $100 billion into the Vision Fund. It's also raised $28 billion from SoftBank itself, $15 billion from Mubadala, Abu Dhabi's sovereign wealth fund, $5 billion from Apple, another company uh, as well. We don't even know all the names of people who are investing in this idea of let's find technologies as early as possible and throw some money at those owners or those inventors or those geniuses. So startups are getting more money. It's a pretty good day and age to be a startup, right? Are you with me against me? You got to pick a side. So it's pretty good day and age to be an actor or actress coming out of NYU with Netflix and Hulu and uh, Amazon Prime and Google Red and YouTube Red and all these companies are coming up with content on top of ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. I recently saw the slate of shows that got canceled. And I was like, whoa, I don't remember seeing any of those. But that shows you that, you know, the the big networks are really, really struggling to keep up with the investment money that has come out of Silicon Valley, whether it be Google and YouTube Red, whether it be Netflix, whether it be Amazon. A lot of money has been raised Thus making the traditional media companies like midgets in a seven-foot-tall basketball league. And when I say midgets, I say it lovingly. I don't know if that's the right term. I don't know. So, short person, small person, person without height, person without stature. I don't know. What's the right answer? I'm not saying little people. I'm not going to do it. So... Gap is the latest U.S. company to apologize to China, but it's also protesting China. China's complicated, right? Are you starting to get that feeling that back in the 90s, one of the big investment themes was baby boomers are getting older and Chinese poor people are getting wealthier. They're not getting wealthy. They're getting wealthier. And those people are going to be consumers to a lot of U.S. goods like blue jeans and cigarettes and computers. And through the years, we've seen that China's complicated. Gap has issued an apology for selling a t-shirt that depicts China without Taiwan, South Tibet, or the South China Sea. The U.S. clothing brand 
Gap says it's apologizing because it respects the sovereignty and territory integrity of China, even though the integrity of Taiwan, South Tibet, and South China Sea, uh, marginal at best. Gap is the latest company to run afoul of China's sensitivity over its contested territories. Marriott and Zara were forced to issue apologies earlier this year. Man, issuing an apology stinks. It stinks. Management brings you in and you're like, oh boy, what did I do this time? And sometimes management's just a little too shy to say it out loud and kind of beats around the bush. Hey, how are you doing today? Oh, has family, has kids. Mm, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm going to show you something that you said and you're in trouble. What is the matter with you? Exactly. So Gap thought they were selling a pretty cute, smart T-shirt. And they ended up having to apologize to China. Wow, right? The owner of MoviePass, there's a publicly traded company tied towards this. Ticker symbol HMNY, HMNY. It's called Helios and Matheson. And now MoviePass is a cool idea. But because it's a publicly traded company, MoviePass has to file regulations. And they have to follow regulations and file uh, updates to their business. So you hear about earnings season, and earnings season is just an update to the last 90 days, financially speaking. And that's called a, a Q, a quarterly update. Then you get an annual update, which is called a K, a 10K. So MoviePass owner, Helios Matheson, also has to do something called an 8K. That's a filing that is in between quarters, in between those 90 days, that is financially important. This is a publicly traded company. They can't go out and spend all the money that's in the cookie jar and surprise you 90 days later and go, it's all gone. You thought it was going to be there because it was there the previous 10 quarters, but now we decided we're all going to go eat fudge brownies all day long. So Helios and Matheson has to give you an update. And the update that they just came out with has got people worried. They're doing more acquisitions of movies and companies. The CEO said the company has about $300 million available from an equity line of credit. So they've got 17 months of cash before they need to raise more money. Now, let's say you have an uncle who has come up with a business idea that's so good. You get a pass to see a movie in a movie theater with movie popcorn. It's $9, almost $10 a month. And the winner of the movie theater, they'll be happy because you're gonna, they get a piece of that action. But they also get your concessions. HMNY crashed 70% last week, bottom line out at 55 cents. So if you think this idea that your uncle has of giving you a, a pass for 10 bucks a month to see as many movies, which would typically cost you what? You know, if you were to see a movie at 10 bucks a, a movie ticket, seven days a week, 280 plus dollars a month, easy. And I'm being generous when I call movies $10. Just trying to make some conversation here. But HMNY, they can't make money with this business plan at this point in time. Now, they're going to get a hold of special releases. Like, they don't have Solo. 
but they can get solo and try to say, okay, anyone who wants to get a pre-advanced ticket and they'll, they'll announce it to everyone who has a season pass. So they'll do some of the advertising for Star Wars and Disney. Now the company warned that they're going to run out of money in 17 months. If we are unable to obtain sufficient amounts of additional capital, whether through our equity distribution agreement or otherwise, we may be required to reduce the scope of our plan growth or otherwise alter our business models, objectives, and operations that could harm business. So HMNY hit an all-time high in October of $32.90. People were loving this idea. We were talking about it at coolers. You could still get it. It's still an effective idea. But are they going to be out of business in 17 months or faster? It's a 65 cent stock now. It was almost $33 back in October. Wow. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. U.S. Treasury yields on the 10-year Treasury yield is at its highest level since 2011. It's above 3.06%. Leaked email says Tesla may have huge burst of Model 3 production this week. Do you think that was leaked by Elon Musk himself? Home Depot sales missed forecast with interest rates rising and Home Depot not hitting it out of the park. It's a big season of selling retail tied towards home building, home improvement. Some of the ways people invest are called strategies. Two of the popular trades, low volatility with high dividend yields. Um, Low volatility, low beta stocks. They don't move up or down much. Um, Has been a strategy. And high dividend yields has been a strategy. And neither one of them is working well this year. Low volatility strategies help trigger the February market correction. Well, high dividend yields have gotten hurt by rising interest rates. And as the 10-year Treasury goes higher, say the 10-year Treasury goes to 3.06 like it did today, and I look at Apple and they're willing to give me 2.2% on my money, but also growth in the stock, in the equity. I'd be like, ooh, 3% guaranteed by the U.S. government or 2.25% guaranteed by Apple along with some dividends. It's not even guaranteed. They could slash their dividend. But the government doesn't slash their dividends. Not the U.S. government. No, no. We pay our bills. Yeah, no kidding. Always have, and we will until we don't. <laughs> and that's when we'll tell the other country that we owe money to or the other people. So, so sorry. But can I pay you on Friday for a hamburger that I ate on Tuesday? That kind of nonsense shouldn't be accepted, but it is. So rising oil prices are a big theme right now. Big, big, big theme. Um, And I'm throwing that out there because we should be thinking about this. Big themes, big trends. You know, as I said earlier, the, the big trends in the 90s were computerization, the internet, productivity gains. Um kind of the, the, the fall of Japan or the start of the fall of Japan as their society got older. Our society got older, but not such a percentage-wise. So we still had plenty of workers paying the taxes to support our, our, our elderly. Japan, it's a little bit more troublesome. 
So that's out there right now. There's some unbelievable chaos going on right now where Israeli forces are killing Palestinians protesting the U.S. embassy move. So you might remember not that long ago, President Trump said something along the lines of, you know, we're moving to the U.S. embassy. And that part of the world's pretty tightly wound, pretty stressed out. So the U.S. embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, effectively recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital. And people are dying. And that could cause chaos on the news and political views and social views. It can cause chaos. I, I know it can. I'm with you. I'm not saying it can't. But it, that chaos could drive oil prices higher and cause inflation. And if you think there's a boogeyman, you think Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th is bad, or Mike, Freddy Krueger is bad, or that guy from the Saw movies, is he bad? You ain't seen bad like inflation. Inflation is a bad, bad thing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, money invested more. Toys R Us is selling its name. Kind of a sad day for those of us who grew up in the 80s. Toys R Us is selling its name. Jeffrey the Giraffe. Jeffrey the Giraffe is being sold to a, a North Korean zoo. Oh, no. That's terrible. Oh, my, my, my. That's terrible. Um, and they also have domain names. Toys R Us has a domain name that they're selling. Now, what do you think would be the most offensive thing that I could say here? Toys R Us, when, when it came time to register.coms, they registered ToysRUs.com. They also registered SexToysRUs.com, KinkyToysRUs.com, and AdultToysRUs.com. That's terrible. Well, I'm not going to judge. You know, what you do in your home is what you do in your home. I'm not one to judge. But isn't that fantastic? So Toys R Us, way back in the 90s, as we're all registering.coms, they figured out we don't want our name hijacked. Like someone is going to go out now and buy robblacksexytoys.com or robblacksmellslikemonkeybutt.com. <clears throat> I, I should try to protect that, but I won't. So <clears throat> someone was drinking a crazy amount of Red Bull and they went crazy and they bought all these names. And now they kind of have something – to sell in bankruptcy. It shows you the power of the brand, the R Us. It wasn't that the toys are us. It could be money R Us, investors dot us, sexy toys dot uh, R Us. So you wouldn't have thought that, right? I'll end today's show with that. You wouldn't have thought that. Winning. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Anything you want to do? Anything you want to invest in? Want to get your retirement? Stick with me and I'll do the best I can for you. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.